Moto Spot listeners, we are back, Nashville, Tennessee. We are here recording, getting ready for episode six of the Moto Spot Show. I'm your host, Triple J, Justin Jennings. Thank you for tuning in. We are really excited for this episode. I cannot wait to bring our guest. He's done amazing things in uh, the GNCC world and led his rider to a top three in the GNCC championship. He's also been grinding since he was a young tyke, and he not only does he work for GNCC for a full factory team, but he also works at a dealership, so he's full-time during the week, full-time during the weekend. So I would say he's 80 hours a week, probably. It's the one and only Andy Gray. What's up, Andy? How are you? What up, Triple? How you doing, brother? Dude, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for making the time. Uh, I know it was kind of last minute, but I appreciate it. Oh, no worries. No worries. Always. You call on there, bro. Hey, I appreciate it. We always got a, we always got a saying that says, love you, mean it, and we try to keep true to that. That's it. That's it. I love it. Well, just a quick shout out to our sponsors, Scott Goggles, Works Connection, Bell Ray, and Motion Pro. We actually talked to a new sponsor today, so I'm excited. We uh, hopefully will have new info on that soon. Hopefully I would, in the next week or so we'll get to hear if they're going to be on board with us. And then also the, our biggest sponsor are presented by Spot Network. If you guys haven't checked them out, Spot Network TV on Instagram, Spot Network app. So make sure to check those guys out. They're the fastest streaming service in, in the industry right now from fitness to action sports and much, much more. Plus they help me record this janky, uh, podcast that I do. So huge thanks to spot network. We really appreciate their, their support. And I can't, ex- I can't wait to see what the future holds for the moto spot show. But again, this show's not about us. It is about Andy gray and his daily grind during the week and his, I don't even know what to call it on the weekends. Like, dude, like what is, what is that like? working 40 hours a week as a parts manager during a dealership and then building a bike and then driving, not flying for GNCC. We're, we're GNC is a smaller budget folks. So Andy drives to these races. So what's that like for you to, to work all week, two kids, leave them and drive to these races and then work all weekend and then drive back and do it all again. Well, when you say it all like that, I don't know how I ever get it done. Uh, uh, and the dealership life. Yeah, and dealership life, anybody that works in a dealership, there's no such thing as 40 hours. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, we'll start off, say, my typical Monday uh, after a race. Um, it's either get, get to the shop early, uh, wash the bike, strip the bike, wash the bike again, strip some more bike, wash the bike one more time probably. Yeah, it depends on how. If it's a dust race or, or muddy. Um, then, you know, it's the normal nine to six, um, selling parts, um, try not to let, uh, these sales reps con me into stuff I don't need. Um, they would never do that. And then, uh, never, never. never. Um, and then Monday's pretty chill for like bike work. I don't do a whole lot on Monday. Um, and Tuesday, a little more, um, so every two races we switch suspension. Uh, old stuff comes off, new stuff goes on. Um, but at the same time, when the new stuff goes on, it's uh, you know you're grazing your linkage, your swing arm, uh, steering neck comes uh, you take it apart. Yeah, um, kind of just go through everything up again. Yeah, yeah. retorque yeah, it all. New plastics if you need it. Graphics if you need it. Yeah, well, graphics every time because okay, you know, so every time like graphics. Yeah. Yeah, um, people are looking good uh, for the sponsors. And uh, um, then Wednesday, 
um, if we're doing motor, anything motor, and like we run literally stock motors, um, the cowies are tough. Um, so maybe put a piston in, check the valves, um, pretty chill. Um, and then, you know, still doing the parts thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah I, it, it, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say what a lot of people don't re- not- what a lot of people don't realize is you'll have the bike at the shop, so you'll kind of do a little bit of like customer work, and then maybe a little quick uh, bike prep, and then like lunch breaks or you know those are unobtainium. Like you you don't get lunch breaks. Like you can't you can't yeah, you yeah. can't swing those. Yeah, yeah. If I'm gone, uh, who knows uh, what would happen or could happen, or um, you know I'm that guy that everybody knows, the local guy. And- um, so everybody's, uh, uh, I need Andy. Let me talk to Andy. Um, so right, yeah, I don't, right, I don't get yeah. to get out much. Uh, um, and then, uh, well, we've got new people right now too. So the, Hey Andy is the joke. Um, my name's probably said a, at least 10,000 times a day. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we've done, yeah, some, we've uh, done some events during, uh, together and that's our joke. And said, Hey Andy, it's Hey dad. Hey dad. Hey dad. Can you turn this hey, light off? Hey dad. <laughs> Make me a sandwich. <laughs> So I know yeah, a lot of people so, lean on you for for help. So I would imagine that's how it is at the shop, and then also at the track too. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I just the old, you know, I was the the local pro guy and, um, years ago, and and I just know everybody. I've rode with everybody forever, and now I'm the old fat vet guy. Um, so um, people tend to listen, you know, if I've got a take on stuff and uh, try to help everybody out. But yeah. Pretty much bike's done, um, say, Thursday, the week before. Um, and then it's just fiddly stuff, getting filters ready, um, maybe bars if, if we've been on, new hand guards, whatever. Just, you know, normal normal stuff. And then uh, I leave out Thursday after work and drive, you know, load the bike up in the, in the moto van and drive wherever the race is. Yeah, so I mean that can be anything from six hours to fourteen hours, I would imagine. Yeah, like uh, Florida's a long one. Uh, dude, we've been to PA, West Virginia, feels like forty times. I probably need to, some form of taxes. I need to pay them. I've been there so much. <laughs> you, got, um, you got your own zip code. But, yeah, it's brutal. Uh, we've been up there a bunch this year because uh, of the whole COVID and. Um, it was one of the places that we could come back to. Um, but yeah, uh, New York where you're talking 16 hour drive, okay. um, after you worked all day. So you're, you're literally getting there, dropping your bag off and then heading to the track Friday morning to help set up the semi. Yeah. So like if I didn't mention the beginning of the show, guys, my apologies, but so Andy works for factory Kawasaki GNCC. He was Jordan Ashburn's uh, mechanic this year. It was his first year doing it. Um, like I said in the beginning of the show, Jordan finished third overall in the series. So one of his best finishes, I believe, ever, right? In GNCC? Yeah. Um, previous to this year, uh, his best overall was fourth. He done a couple of years ago. And uh, yeah, he's a local guy, lives close. And last year he had a few issues with some silly things. And he was at the shop one day hanging out. And um, I was like, dude, you need help, holler. And uh, I don't know if fortunately or unfortunately he hollered. So <laughs> I had to answer the call. Yeah. So, like, so what was that like? So, this, so what people don't know is you've never been 
on a factory team. You never worked for anybody as far as far as at a professional level. So like, what was that like, you know, kind of just jumping in and saying, all right, well, I'm here. I don't know anybody like, you know, people in the industry, we all kind of know each other or have heard names or whatever. But for you, like you went into a full factory team like cold turkey like you didn't know any like you knew some of the sponsors but you didn't really know anybody at the team or anything like that so how, what was that adjustment like for you and how'd that how'd that go uh it was good i mean the first uh you know first round everybody's trying to you know uh fill you out see if you're the weird guy or you're normal or right uh, and yeah. me i'm kind of i'm super outgoing so uh i'm high-fiving and uh, uh just real positive always to try to be you know i'm the guy at the end of the race whether my guy beat another guy or uh, or didn't, you know, I, I like to tell everybody, especially if the box finished, dude, hey, you done a great job today, and um, you know, I just kind of motivate, you know, yeah, um, just be super positive. But, yeah, yeah, and literally um, at the first round, um, Joey Moeller, uh, some of y'all may know know him, but uh, um, he's been in the industry forever, and I just told him, I was like, hey, man, if there's something uh for the woods racing that i'm not doing that you see that i need to do feel free man no hard feelings i won't be upset i'm not that guy um and he gave me some uh some little advice here and there and then uh, uh our truck driver slash kind of uh like team manager team man yeah team manager is guy um uh fred andrews um that name will probably ring a bell a little bit you may go i don't know why i know that but Fred raced forever. Um, he's done Supercross, Motocross. Uh, he had a championship in GNCC. Uh, he kind of done the Ryan Sox before the Ryan Sox, if, if that makes sense. He raced yeah. anything and everything. Um, but, yeah, he was always there if I had a question. Um, me changing a bib for the first time was funny. Um, <laughs> I probably should have wore a helmet. Um, but Dude, I can't even change out. a regular time. Somebody died. Yeah, I yeah. can't even change a regular tire, so let alone a bib. I can only imagine what was that, that was like. Yeah, it was it was different. Like I'm, I've always rode motos, so I never have locked tied a bolt in my life. You just make sure they're tight. You went road, you check them the next time. Um, so you know, I used a, a couple of bottles of Loctite this year. Uh, it's something <laughs> I don't normally do. Um, and then I learned some tricks along the way. Um, uh, Doug Duchesne, uh, the Team Green. If you ever one of the big races and you're needing a Cali part, that's the guy you're probably going to see. He's got a big beard. Uh, super awesome guy. Um, but yeah, just, I had a lot of people to, that I could ask questions and, and they were super good, you know? Yeah. For um, sure. and, and even, uh, by the end of the year, there was some things I was, I was doing, uh, on our bikes that, um, I saw mechanics had been there and been doing it for a long time doing. So, um, it, it was pretty awesome, pretty flattering to see something that you've done that, another mechanic that's been doing it for years to to look over and you're like, oh, yeah, 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 I was doing that. That works. You're, you know, well, you're welcome. Pretty, pretty, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty rad. Um, but not a lot, just a few little things yeah, that, little, that I do. Little that, stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, that you, you know, that they noticed and thought, Hey, that's a good idea. Well, yeah, that's what, that's so, what yeah. a lot of people say. Like when you when you talk to a mechanic, they say they get pleasure or it's almost like they're an artist when they're building those bikes. So when you're, when you're, doing that and you're learning more and more over 13 rounds of racing and different things are breaking or you're seeing other teams break those items you're like oh i could do this or i could do that and it's just like you're changing your craft but making your canvas a better like a better picture like you're almost like you're almost building 
but thinking all at the same time. It, it's all it's like a whole like art. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you basically start off like a, a motel lobby, you know, painting, and uh, you're hoping to have one in the art gallery before it's over. So yeah, you're constantly working to make it better. Um, and in the process, you know, you're you're stripping the bike from week to week, so. Um, you notice things, well, this is, you know, for some reason this is getting loose or for some reason this is changing. So you start, uh, figuring out ways to make sure things can't fall off or can't break or, um, uh, trying to deflect, you know, things. Uh, we, we run a guard that, uh, actually Jordan, um, uh, come up with it himself. Um, and then I just kind of used his, his design and a little bit of carbon fiber and, uh, made it trick. Everybody was always pointing, going, "What is that? What is that? What does that do?" <laughs> yeah, can I buy that? But, How, yeah. How'd you make that? What you know? And that's you know. Yeah, where, where, where do I get that? At? And that and that also kind of establishes yourself as like not just some random like friend of Jordan. You're actually a legit dude trying to you know get Jordan to that next level. You're not just a friend or you know some regular Joe that's like, oh yeah, I'm just here to to tighten the axles and change air filters. I'm actually here to, to do a professional job and make sure my rider finishes racer race and is a good representation of not only his sponsors, but also his team. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and Jordan is just, uh, well, his, like his whole family, his wife, dad, mom, um, they're just amazing people. Uh, like literally some of the best people I know. Um, and I just wanted to be able to help Jordan in any way. Yeah. Um, uh, he's out, you know, pedaling for miles and miles on a bicycle. He's riding, uh, three or four days a week. And when he's not on a motorcycle, he's, uh, ripping around the KDH 200, uh, in the backwoods, hopping logs and, and, uh, over boulders and stuff like that. So they're just super good people. And, uh, I was just, uh, really wanted to try to help him succeed in his goal and, uh, that's to be on the podium and win some races and, and try to be close to, uh, in the championship at the end of the year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it looks like you guys only finished down a um, little less than 100 points. So, I mean, that's for his first year on a factory team, that kind of speaks volume and kind of I would hope, you know, I don't know how the GNCC world works, but I'd hope it opens some eyes. You know, that's one thing about our sport, you know, from motocross to supercross, we're always talking about how fast people are let go or how fast this and that happens. And like we saw it today, JGR officially announced that they're closing their doors. So it's like, you never know what your lifespan is at a team or on a ride. So it's cool for Jordan to have his best year yet. And, and hopefully his 21 season will be just even better than that. So as far as the bike goes though, what was something that you were like, holy crap, like this is factory. I'm working for a factory team. I can't believe this is going on my rider's bike or I can't believe this just happened. Like what was that kind of like overwhelming moment or something that you kind of like really stood out that made you really like smile and say, dude, like this was a, this was a really cool experience for, for 2020. Um, well, when you get any box that has, um, uh, et3 on it uh and you get to take parts out of that box oh, cool. um, is always pretty yeah it's always pretty rad um so us we're um we don't get all the trick stuff um yeah but we usually get you know we get some takeoffs and uh, uh like our water pump cover um it is literally it, it, it was either on uh, ac's bike or uh eli's bike um same thing like our brake pedals. Um, they come off uh, 
one of their bikes. Uh, our brake brake pedal's got a folding tip, so uh, you don't hopefully rip it off um, in the middle of the woods somewhere. And uh, changing brake systems, you can do it, um, but it's not something you're doing really quick. Um, it's always going to you know hurt the finish. But yeah. Uh, yeah, anytime you get something that says AC on it uh, with Sharpie or uh, ET on it, uh, it's always pretty rad. Thinking, well, I'm just a step or two below them, you know. Yeah. You're like I, I, I mean, my guy's doing as good as they're doing. They're nothing special. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm running their part. Yeah, yeah. Same, 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 same. <laughs> and you got the oil cooler. I saw the oil cooler. That was pretty cool too. Like that was probably a whole because you never messed with oil coolers before. I would imagine. So, like, what was that like trying to figure out an oil cooler on a KX450? Um, uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. Okay. Um, it is pretty trick part. Um. The coolest part um, of that setup is the ignition cover. It's um, machined, uh, you know, it's, it's built yeah, it's like one piece. Uh, it's cool. Yeah, rad. Um, it, it's really neat. Um, only thing I don't like about it is you lose your timing plug. Um, so when you go to rebuild to uh, put a top end in, it's a little harder because you don't have the, you don't got your marks that you can go by. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Um, the worst thing i think i ever got told was when they were like yeah we're gonna take your uh, start button um and i'm like okay sweet how do, how do y'all wire that up and then they's like oh yeah you just cut in the harness that was scary to hear i didn't like that <laughs> i was nervous the first time um but uh, yeah i mean you you just uh i guess i just know bikes and especially tallies did i broke tallies forever and um yeah i just kind of know how they work and I've, I've always rode and always done my own mechanic and um, yeah, I figured it out. It worked out. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, like I said, you guys seem to have a really good season. There's a few times where Jordan had a couple rough finishes, but for the most part, his average finish looks like he's riding like that four to five range. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I think outside looking in, if he, if once he gets his confidence up, he, he's pretty strong. And if he doesn't have any, oh shit moments in the woods, it's uh, a pretty <laughs> good day for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I can usually tell how he felt on the bike by the brake pads on the rear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if they look, if if he if he was uncomfortable all day, they usually look like some kind of volcanic rock. They're just black and uh, um just melted basically. Um, you know, if you're not comfortable and you're still going wide open, you just put your foot on the brake. I guess it makes you feel a little better um, about what could go wrong. Your, your foot's already there. Um, but yeah, the last few rounds, we, we figured a little bit of box stuff out. Um, after the Ironman, we didn't, we didn't do so well there. Um, but it, it was really fast and Jordan's more of a technical guy. Um, and normally there's some mud races and stuff like that. And, uh, he usually shines, um, uh, if you watch the race, um, even Caleb Russell was, was talking praises on Jordan, you know, when it's tough and technical. Um, he's that guy and we yeah. just never really had any races like that this year. Yeah. That's kind of like what you were saying earlier about him on the KDX 200. I mean, he's probably one of the only guys I know that would willing, willingly go and ride one of those at the TKO. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, he, he uh, called me up and he was talking about doing it and I'm like, dude, you can't go wrong. Like, uh, and he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, if you do bad, you're on a KDX 200. I was like, but if you go there and kill it, you're on a KDX 200, bro. It, it'll, it'll be amazing. And, um, yeah, he went down there and killed it. Um, 
he put in a final knockout. Um, he was running probably seventh uh, in the last knockout. And, uh, I mean, he had literally picked that motorcycle up and threw it over trees and whatever to uh, to get where he was at. And um, I think he was just a little on the on the poop side a little bit. And, uh, but, yeah, just, just getting in the final knockout on the KDX 200, dude, that guy's rad. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Like, there's not a lot of people that could say that. I mean, that bike's – no 2020 kicks 450 it's it's a little aged so for him to go out yeah. there and do that it's pretty impressive yeah for sure i mean that that motorcycle could roll into any gas station in my beer that's how old it is oh 100 percent, uh, or completely sorry completely. <laughs> yeah 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 you can't say that can't say, um, that. Can't say that yeah but uh but yeah he's actually um this weekend he's actually going to another one on the kdx so uh we'll see how it goes Man, he's he's crazy. So now that you're kind of like an industry insider, I would say that because you work for a factory team. I think if you work for a factory team, you hear a lot of stuff. You see a lot of stuff. You, there's a lot of things that we uh, out, us outsiders would call you know industry news. Um, like you said, you knew Doug and you talked to Ryan Holiday, and you know those guys have been in the industry longer than I've been alive, probably. But um, what was something for you that was really eye-opening or something like an experience, you know, if it was a track or something for you, like what, what's making you want to go back next year? Like what's making you want to stay, um, being a mechanic? Um, honestly, for what I do, um, I don't know that I would do it for anybody. Um, okay. I do it, you know, Jordan's local, um, but do just all of it, like uh, to be able to go to dinner and sit across the table from Ryan Holiday or um, uh, Doug Duchesne or, or one of those guys and just listen to their stories and, and the knowledge those guys have about motorcycles. And um, like, that's why we all do this stuff. We, we love, you know, dirt bikes are just super awesome. And yeah. um, they're one of the only things in the world that you can be the fastest guy or the slowest guy, but you don't know any different. You know what I mean? If you're the slow guy, you feel like you're flying. Uh, and if you're the fast guy, you are. So, um, but yeah, I would say just, just hanging out with those guys and learning and, uh, their stories and, and the stuff they've seen. And, um, you know, they used to box van it across the country, <laughs> literally. Yeah, for uh, sure. Sleeping box vans and, uh, being hotel parking lots waiting for the maid to leave the door open so they can run in and grab a shower. <laughs> all that stuff's pretty crazy to me um, but yeah yeah just stuff like that yeah i think we've said that on a, a couple of episodes now we're like this we're all super passionate like it's all it's different guests but it's all the same mo like we're all like we love it it's dirt bikes it's in our blood it's it's something we just got addicted to at a young age that doesn't have a crazy come down it actually thrives you to keep doing more and more so it's a it's a drug that we love and I don't see it ever going away and I don't think you ever see it going away. And you know, it's probably something that your kids are going to probably pick up as well too. So, um, I think that's probably the one coolest thing about our sport is once you do it, you're pretty much hooked because there's nothing else that gives you that adrenaline rush or that therapy that I think that dirt bikes do. Yeah, no, there's, there's no feeling like, um, well, for like this year, mechanic, um, the last round we're leading the race. Um, and, and people may not know, but we literally, we ride, uh, e-bikes, uh, specialized, uh, drop there. Um, yeah, yeah. so we ride, uh, we, we ride e-bikes around, uh, inside the track and go to different spots, uh, to give our guys fit boards, tell them where they're at, if they're behind ahead, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, two race, uh, two laps in, we're leading, and uh, we got the whole shot. I'm I'm super stoked, and um, I literally stole another guy's bicycle. Didn't even know it. Um, <laughs> left mine, stole his. Like, you know, I'm just so excited. Uh, that adrenaline rush, you know, my guy's feeling it right now. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was uh, quite the laugh. Uh, the next stop where, you know, because we all kind of run together, all the mechanics. Yeah. Uh, we go from, you know, point like A to B tribe. to B to B. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you look up and there's, you know, 12 mechanics coming at you on e-bikes. It looks like, well. A bunch of crazy like protesters. <laughs> Holding <laughs> bit like boards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's a different look. Uh, a bunch of grown men chasing you, to, you know, on yeah. bicycles. But uh, super fun. Like, uh, made a ton of mechanics this year. They're all, everybody's pretty cool, man. We all love dirt bikes, and uh, it's why we got started doing it. I don't know why we still do it, but uh, it's why we started for sure. Yeah, I can see it now when you go to, like, Axel or Zane's career day. Like, they're like, what do you do for a living? Well, I chase a grown man on a bicycle all day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I get on this bicycle, and I chase a guy that's on a motorcycle that runs you know 80 or 90 miles an hour uh i chase him on a bicycle yeah that's what i do that's awesome oh man like i just it's just crazy to think you know from like i said in the beginning of the show guys like andy's been in the sport his whole life but the funny thing about andy is he hasn't worked in the sport his whole life so when i first met andy i uh i was like man this guy's super cool like he rides dirt bikes like cool like i'm all about it but I was like, what do you do? Because you were working at a shop part-time then when I met you. And you were like, I, uh, I work for, I'm a rep. I'm like, oh, okay, who do you rep for? And you're like, uh, Mission. I'm like, Mission? I never heard of the, the distributor. You're like, no, Mission Tortilla and Tortilla Chips. I'm, I'm like, like a food industry? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, what are you doing here at the dirt bike shop? And then, then we kind of talked about it and stuff. So what was that like, you know, being full-blown, like, in a whole nother industry, but still working at a shop part time. And then now you're full 180. You're in a shop one time. You got out of the food industry. What's, what's that like? Like, do you miss the food industry or do you, uh, do you feel like it's been a really good, uh, last four or five years for you? Uh, I don't miss it. Um, cause like I own the territory. So I was kind of like married to it. Is what I say. I, I work 24 seven. Um, which I still do that, so I don't. Yeah, maybe do. it wasn't that bad. But you love you love <laughs> but, the industry you're in now. The other one, you don't you like. You can't really love tortillas like you can, but they're going to make you bloated after a while. Yeah, um, but yeah, I just I've always um, used to say like I, obviously like any kid. Um, I'm 16, 17 year old running the local pro class. Uh, I want to be on TV. I want to be Jeremy McGrath, uh, Larry Ward. Um, Michael Rocco, that you know, that's I wanted to be that guy. Um, but when that didn't work out, unfortunately, um, uh, my my old man owned a, a trucking company, um, so I started helping him. I got my CDLs, um, and then I kind of started doing my own thing. So I got into the food uh, industry and uh, running routes and delivering food and different things. And uh, yeah, I don't know how the taco thing happened, but it was. It was pretty cool while while I done it, uh, but yeah. I always wanted an industry job. I always wanted to be around the stuff I love, you know. Right. And um, the, our, my local shop that I've shopped at since I was three years old. Um, uh, one of my real good friends uh, became the general manager, and 
uh, my stuff's in there. One day to probably pick up a part or something that I had ordered. And I was like, hey, man, like, um, if you ever need any part-time help, just let me know. And uh, the part-time turned into, did I just want to do this and try to get an industry job? And uh, I just left the whole food thing behind and, and just went in both feet. Luckily, my wife likes me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's, let, she's, she's, she's let me get way out on that limb a few times. Um, but they, they usually worked out because um, my grandparents raised me, so I'm kind of old school. Um, okay. If you say you're going to do something, you do it, and uh, uh, you work hard, and it, it'll usually work out as long as you as long as you bust your butt. You know, it, it usually works itself out. Yeah, and that kind of goes back to what um, Wheels was saying last last episode. It's like one of those things where you have to adapt, um, and it sounds like you—that's what you did. You you figured out a way to adapt and get into the industry, and uh, you saw the opportunity, and you said you said screw it, went for it, and luckily uh, Kelly said okay, and she didn't murder you, so um, that worked out good for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, she's super supportive. Uh, when you come home and say, "Hey, honey." Um, I'm going to go do the races with Jordan. I've got to leave on Thursday. I'll be home Sunday night, two or three o'clock in the morning for, you know, the next six, eight, ten months, whatever it's been. Yeah. Um, and the hurdle, her to let me do it. Um, it's been pretty rad, but she'll tell you, um, she was like, oh yeah, whatever. You know, I'll, I'm sure I'll watch it. Um, but she's just as involved at home yelling at the TV. Uh, is I am screaming with my pit board on the side of the track. Yeah, loves it. <laughs> so, she loves it. She's in, all yeah. in. She's all in. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it kind of goes back to, you know, you said, honey, I'm leaving for this and be this. And then, like, you know, we're leaving on one of the biggest holiday, family holidays of the year and leaving for <laughs> mini O's for 11 days to go sell boots. So, um, you know, like luckily, you know, like Andy said, my wife supports me. She knows it's something that I'm super passionate about. And, um, it's one of those things where we're not out doing drugs or out, you know, spending money on stupid shit. We're just riding dirt bikes and being idiots. And luckily our, our wives still love us. So we're definitely thankful in that yeah. department. Yeah. And, and I'm fortunate too. my wife, she knows what it's like to love a sport. Um, she played college basketball and, uh, uh, so she gets it a little more, I'd say, than most. She's never, she's never been one of them that said, "No, you can't go ride, or you, you don't need to go ride today." Or um, she gets it. So I, I get, I get a pretty good leeway when it comes to motorcycle related stuff. She gives me plenty of rope to hang myself for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think our wives would like to watch for a little bit, and then they'd pull us down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um. <laughs> Let's see here. So we talked a little about factory, talked about that. I mean, let's talk a little bit about, so like I said, you were, you work at a shop during the week and then you do mechanicing on the weekend. So we talked about, you know, the mechanic life. We talked about what was that all like, but let's talk a little bit about motorcycle dealership life. Like you've been doing this for a long time. You, you're in Tennessee. It's not, it's not the Californias. It's not the Arizonas. It's not the Texases. We don't have a bunch of tracks. Um, we don't have a really good weather 365 days out of the year. Um, what do you think about the industry and, and what do you think is some of the, the best things about it and what's some of the worst things about it? Well, I think, I, and honestly, some of the factory teams probably caused this. Um, I not like me saying that, but um, like putting so much uh, stock in Loretta's, Minio's, Tonka, Mammoth, uh, which those are all huge races. Um, but 
that's maybe the only five, six races that kids go to anymore. Um, when I grew up, you know, racing around, we had four or five local tracks. Um, they alternated weekends or we had some that was Saturday night, you know, in the lights. And, um, I just think uh, our local racing is really dying off. Um, and it's going to sound crazy, but I think COVID maybe has helped us, uh, more kids, um, like kids that normally maybe play travel ball or, uh, sit in ball sports, uh, I feel like, you know, their dads are like, man, I used to ride motorcycles. That's fun. We can't play, we can't play baseball or we can't do basketball or, or whatever. So let's buy the kids a dirt bike, you know, and, um, the shop life like that, it, it's really, it took off. Um, but I feel like we've got to get more grassroots as far as our, our local racing, um, and series like that. I think that'll, that would help our area. Um, I know like California and stuff, they, they have tons of that stuff through the week and, weekend practice or week practice days and um everything we have is pretty much on the weekends uh if they're open right uh depending on the rain and stuff like that um but yeah i i just think it's kind of the the whole living at a facility thing has changed it um all yeah i think it's one of those things to where you know the facilities now are taking so much money and time it's like you can't even do local races because you have to be at walkers or mtf or gpf because you have to train this week and you have to check all these boxes before you go to loretta's or check all these boxes before you go to minio so it's like you don't even have time to go race a local race and then you know it's one of those things to where some of these you know places i don't know for sure but i would imagine they're like you know hey you don't need to go do that local race because we don't need you get hurt that's not our goal is minio's our goal is texas and uh yeah so it's one of those things to where I've heard with, you know, a couple of riders out West, like rider D Francisco and a couple of guys, like they'll actually go to local races cause they want to do the opposite. They want to race as much as possible and get gate drops. Cause like you said, when, when you and I raced, I mean, I would go to three, three different races in California and Tomac would be at like two of them or yeah. you know, Vilpoto would be at two of them or Leslie would be at two of them. Like, you know, it's one of those things where you saw those guys at a lot more races and, and granted the money was a little different back in the day. Oh, five, Oh six, Oh seven. There was, there was more money yeah. in the industry, but it was just one of those things where like you, you went to those because the series awards were bigger. The attendance, the contingency of money was bigger. Like all that stuff, you know, was a lot more influential on the sport and on the families to go. But now it's like these, these um, parents are spending 40, 50, 60 grand on motorhomes and putting their kids at, um, camps for three months and, and homeschool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I run, like, the Mega Series, which is still our biggest series. Um, but, yeah, they was, it was nothing to have, um, you know, elite factory guys there on weekends. I mean, Carmichael would be there. Um, if it was anywhere around Muddy Creek, uh, Mike Brown was there. Um, Chester, Shu, those guys, I mean, they were at, at all those races. Um, you know, they were privateers. Some of them were, and, and that's how they made a living. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like that part of it is, has hurt the industry in a way. Um, granted, now those kids at the facilities, they're burning through parts um, and needing stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think for, like, what me and you go do at Minio's or Loretta Lynn's, um, I think that side of it, maybe it helps us being there because maybe they're not at the local shops as much. Um but, like, my shop, we try to be proactive. I do a lot of traveling. Um, so I'm always giving out business cards. Hey, if you need stuff, call me. Um, don't buy online. Call me. I'll drop you to your house. 
Um, that's my normal spiel, but yeah. um, I think the the stuff like that, that WCS is doing, that the guys you work for, the dropship game is is helping shops um, to, to fight back uh, with uh, against the the Amazons and the the big online retailers. Because um, I can pretty much drop ship anything uh, anywhere in the U.S. And, and have it to about anybody in two days, um, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, and that's kind of goes back to, you know, one of the reasons why I'm so passionate on Instagram and social media and even on this podcast about, you know, support your local dealer because it's there's a big misconsumption out there that, you know, Rocky Mountain's cheaper or Rocky Mountain can give me this or Rocky Mountain can give me that or Motorsport and those those companies are all great. Like they all support WPS, don't get me wrong, but it's one of those things to where I was raised in a time to where Saturdays we woke up early. We go into the shop. We got our ratio right. We got to see bikes. We got to see the new gear. We got to touch it, feel it, try it on. So I try to really, you know, push that um, through my platforms and push that through my dealers. It's one of those things where, you know, you got to stock it to sell it. And I think a lot of my, almost all my dealers do a really good job of that. So it's really cool to see, you know, everybody that's super passionate about the sport still, you know, saying you know we're better than the internet like you don't have to go to the internet to get a better deal um and that really you know like you said with the covid it's probably been one of the best things for our industry because people are wanting to go buy stuff and and get stuff and get into the industry so i'm excited i don't know what's going to happen you know it's one of those things where everybody's going to start forecasting for next year but i think if we stay at this pace it's going to be really good for for dealers that are uh you know stocking stuff like you guys are well yeah i mean that's that's like my little dealer. I mean, uh, um, we're a multi-line dealer and, uh, there's not many dealerships I'm sure you can roll into and talk to a guy that, uh, is a factory wrench, uh, for a professional rider. Um, so that's the cool thing about, uh, you know, maybe the, the guy's name at Rocky mountain or chat moto or something like that is, you know, maybe you're, you're calling bill and, and, and bill's there cause bill needs a job. Um, not because Bill loves motorcycles. So, uh, if you go to your local dealers, you literally can ask the guys. They're more likely, they ride, they race, uh, they do something in the industry, and and they're going to have some some firsthand knowledge. You ain't just going to have to buy because you think, oh, that looks really cool. Yeah. Um, it may look cool, but may not be the best thing for you. Um, so you've got somebody to ask, and if you do have a problem. Uh, you bring it back in, you, you talk to me or whoever at whatever dealership and, uh, we're going to get you took care of, uh, or you're not, you know, you ain't got to ship it to somebody and then they have to say, well, this was right or this is why this happened. Uh, you're going to bring it to the counter and I'm going to say, yeah, that's a warranty item. Let me get my guy on the phone. Um, well, you know, we've done it before. I've seen you a yeah. picture of, of something and, uh, hey, we need to take care of this guy and, um, I've literally got him a pair of boots out the next day. Um, so with stuff like that, you just, um, your customer service, um, I'm sure those big places do really, really good. Um, but like my customer service is right now. Uh, there is no way, um, you'll have an answer, uh, within a few minutes and I'll have something coming to you or, and I'm sure, uh, other local dealers are just like me, you know, I'll, I'm trying to earn your business and I want to keep it for long term. I want you to come back and see me or call me up or maybe you're watching the GNCC on the weekend and you're like, Oh my God, that's my parts guy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing on TV? So, um, yeah. No, that's, yeah, I think, that's, I think all, 
all day we should do that. Yeah, and that's one of the things that, you know, why we have this podcast is just to, to bring insight, to bring information, to bring knowledge. And, you know, we had that situation a couple weeks ago where you had an issue with a product and you texted me pictures and I said, okay, get them taken care of. If you have it in stock, just give them one. Um, you know, one of those things, if that would have happened with an online retailer, you would have had to get somebody on the phone, listen to the ding, 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 background music, wait, then talk to a person. They don't know, so they got to ask another person. Then you got to wait or they'll say email us like... No, you literally had an answer. Five ten minutes, got the customer took care of. He's on his way. New new product in his hands. Done deal. So remember, guys, if you can shop local, I know it's a convenience thing. It's we all do it. You know, I'd be lying if I say I don't. I haven't done it. You know, but it's one of those things to where if you give your dealer a shot, they are going to take care of you. Um, I don't know of any dealer that cannot take care of a customer. And if they if they don't, then I apologize. But nine out of ten times, a dealer is going to do everything they can to earn your business because they know how strong the Internet is. And uh, they want to, you know, have that long-term relationship with you. So, like I said, give your dealer a shot. Shop local. Support support Andy. Support all your parts managers. <laughs> and, uh, and in turn, us, us reps get to keep our job. That's the other thing, too, is without dealers, we don't have jobs. So... We're super thankful, and we want to keep that business alive and strong. So, um, we talked about dirt bikes. We talked about factory Cowie. We talked about shopping at your local dealer. Um, but what we didn't talk about is uh, you got a little entrepreneur entrepreneurship uh, blah, 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 <laughs> that you're doing now. Um, G spot suspension. Um, tell us a little bit about that, and what what made you get into suspension work? Um. I've always liked suspension. I don't know why, because <laughs> um, it's it's oily and messy and nasty. But uh, yeah, um, a lot of dealers don't like to touch it or mess with it. Um, and I've always had to do my own, um, whether it be a race tech uh, gold valve set in there, or maybe I sent it to my buddies at Factory Connection and they got it dialed in. But when it needed a service, I didn't really want to fork out you know 250 bucks to ship it there and back plus uh whatever my service fee would be um so uh i thought hey i you know i've done this forever and uh i can uh, i can take care of people i can do it for the same or better price and usually have it done within a day or so turnaround um but yeah just you know mainly servicing stuff i do a little bit of revalving but Try not to, because um, most of that stuff's really, really good. Um, especially if somebody that's got, you know, factory connection or uh, pro circuit or whatever. Uh, like uh, you had the Yamaha with the JGR stuff that had the un- unobtainium parts inside of it, and uh, <laughs> you, I was fortunate enough you let me get my fingers on that stuff. And uh, but yeah, um, it's something I've always liked doing. Don't really know why, because it's not really a clean job, but. Uh, um, I just like knowing how it works, and I guess that's what kind of made me um, start this whole factory mechanic thing too. I just I like to know why, why, yeah. and how, and how to make it better. The curiosity. Um, yeah, yeah. I just uh, I've always liked it. Um, it's crazy how you can change, you know, three clickers, and uh, it feels like you're riding a different motorcycle. So how does that work? Why does it work that way? And uh, but yeah, it's just. Most times, just servicing stuff, and uh, I know a lot of shops think keen on it because it takes a ton of special tools. Yeah, um, and I'm that guy that uh, uh, I just buy, you know, I like tools. 
Yeah, kind of like, like I'm gonna need it, need it for something. Yeah, I'm gonna need that. I'm sure. So, uh, uh, yeah, I got all the tools, and uh, we just put her together, man. Good stuff. Yeah, and I think that kind of just goes back to what you said earlier. When when you have customers and stuff that are coming in ask for parts, you, you just you're building up your resume with with knowledge, and you can say no, like actually you can go to this fork seal or you can change this because it's thicker. It's a thicker fork seal. So it's going to last longer. You can go to this weight and you don't really need to change your spring weight. Just change your fork weight. Like it's little things like that. that kind of make you the next, that next level up of customer service, which I think in, in turn is going to just create, generate more business revenue for you. And I think it's really cool. Like I said, you did the fork seals on mine. I never had any issues. And, uh, I think just the more and more, in depth you get with the sport and you know kind of build up your your book of expertise it's just going to help you in the long run yeah and a lot of people you know they don't know like um they think they need to spend uh you know 1500 bucks to um make their suspension good but before you do that i mean you may need to uh, but before you do that always uh you, know, you can change oil levels oil thicknesses um and for God's sake, don't go 100 hours and not do your bushings and seals. Um, or yeah. will look horrendous. Uh, so, or or, uh, or, uh, or don't touch your clickers and, and make it to where one side's left 11 and the other side's like 14. I, I highly recommend don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, may or may not have happened on the Yamaha that we were talking about a minute ago. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's a long story. <laughs> but yeah, you, there's a ton of stuff you can do um, without... Um, spending that, you know, thousand, fifteen hundred bucks. Um, if you're really fast, you're probably going to need to do that anyway. Um, so the bike's going to work for you because the manufacturers have to make the fork and shock work for a large group of people. Um, and when you have it valved for you, uh, and sprung for you, um, it is for you, uh, and kind of your weight, your speed. Um, but, if you're not that super fast guy and you, you, you know, maybe it's a little stiff, maybe it's a little soft. Um, you can do a lot of changing just with some oil and, uh, uh, some clickers and, and, and just keeping it fresh is the main thing. They'll, yeah. a lot of people let their bushings go or they'll do their fork seals two or three times, uh, and keep using those bushings. And, and that's when you fork ear people say it feels sticky in the front. Uh, those bushings, that's what, that's what does that. Gotcha. Yeah, there's another podcast. I don't know the name of it, um, but it's pretty popular. <laughs> they talk about like just get your oil changed. Like just just do your maintenance, people. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy yeah. how much um, longer a bike will last and how longer the parts will last if you if you lube them correctly and maintain them properly. Um, so just just do your maintenance, read your manual, and uh, your bike will last a lot longer. And you don't have to go on forums and stuff and and say that the bike's a piece of shit. And it's it's not. It's one of those things where you just need to do your maintenance. Yeah, for sure. And if you buy a brand new bike, oh yeah, uh, yes. If you buy a brand new bike, you really need to take the moving parts off and grease them. Uh, they will have some oil in there, um, but they don't really come with grease. Like, uh, yeah, you really want them. Um, so yeah, if you buy new bike guys, uh, uh, take your swing them off, take your linkage off. Uh, if you don't know how to do that, I'm sure you've got a buddy that's rode forever. Everybody's got that guy. I'm usually that guy, but uh, everybody's got an Andy somewhere <laughs> and uh, give yep. him a buzz and say, Hey, I need you to come help me grease my stuff. And 
He'll show you one time and you'll have it for life. Yeah, I I have a guy in California that's Hasker Racing, Jim Hasker. He loves he loves it. Just call him and tell him like he, he's you know he'll he'll do it for you. He, he'll bitch about it, but he'll, he'll do it. Yeah. And then I got Andy Gray in uh, Tennessee. So that's Andy just <laughs> built my twenty twenty KX four fifty, and uh, a little of the parts were dry. Just a just a few of the parts were pretty dry. Um, yeah. So yeah, you guys definitely if you get a new bike, um, grease grease it. <laughs> And go through it, torque everything, and then if you change any parts, make sure to check them after the first break-in. Because I'll tell you right now, I had somebody ride my bike, and I came home, and every one of the sprocket bolts were loosed. And uh, it was, it Really was, fast guy that was riding his bike. Yeah, yeah, it would never go Later, fast again. Um, yeah, no, not with you on it, bro. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. So it was... Uh, yeah, I was like, holy crap. I've lost a few bolts like today, dude. Or not, yes, not today. Yesterday. I was going through it, looking everything over, um, and I was missing an exhaust bolt. I was like, shit. I was like, oops. Yeah, that, that's not no, – that's, yeah. So I'm going to blame you, you for that one You put the pipe too. on. You put the pipe on, bro. Yeah, I know. It is what it is. I didn't put any Loctite on the bolt, so screw <laughs> it. I mean, it still, work. it still works. Um, you still on there? Kinda. Yeah, kind of. So, like, what uh, what's kind of one of the things that you feel is really affected, or what do you think is going to affect our industry going forward? Do you think COVID is going to change things? You you see GNCC changing it all? Like, we saw a tentative Supercross schedule, right? Um, three rounds in one place. You know, GNCC, like you said, you went to Pennsylvania a lot. Um, we're seeing a huge spike in power sports. We're seeing a huge spike in parts being back ordered. Do you think yeah. in 2021, is it going to be better or do you think it might be worse? Well, hopefully, um, I'm, I'm hoping for better. Yeah, um, for sure. But uh, uh, I know the GNCC, they were talking about the schedule at the last round. Um, and it's pretty back to normal. Um, I mean, we got to wear a mask at the starting line, but um, we're a lot of people. But we're on a lot of property, so we're really spread out. So it's a little easier for us to, uh, to do our social distancing and, and, and that kind of thing. Um, Supercross, I, I, dude, I'm so itching to go to a Supercross. Like, I love I love that stuff. Yeah, I booked um, my hotel yeah. today for Indy. Or, I booked it last yeah. week, actually. Uh, you got room for another? But anyway, yeah. um, uh, I usually take my little boys, and, uh, you know, we run around, and, we high five people, and, and, and then I'm just ready to get back to that. Um, back order stuff, like as much as I know people get crazy about that, that's really a good thing. Um, as long as it ain't back ordered for too long. Like we have yeah. sold tons of product um, to new people uh, or old people that's like, they're not going to do I'm going to pull this old YZ out of the barn and um, we're going to freshen her up. So, I think a lot of the spike is that. Uh, a lot of people's working on the barn finds and, and the stuff that's been tucked in the shed and they hadn't rode in years. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping they get that under control. Um, I know goggle-wise and some of the other things, um, a lot of that stuff comes from China. <laughs> not Scott, not Scott's Motorsports. Scott, Scott, no, Scott, not goggles Scott. made in the USA, baby. In Utah. Utah. Um, so, yeah. Support Scott because uh, they're here. Uh, some guy in, in Utah is getting to feed his kids because we're buying Scott goggles. That's a, that's a plus for sure. 
but a lot of the stuff, like the, the cheaper stuff that's made in China, and when I say cheaper, I don't mean like a cheaper product, but like your knee, knee guards and some of those products, like we just can't get them in because of the the COVID. They're maybe shut down over there, the factories that make them, and um, so stuff like that been a hindrance, but um, I, I feel like we're going to get back on track here. I mean, with surely everybody's close to had it by now. Maybe we're maybe we're on the right track. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is on it, but um, I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready to be back to normal, man. I want to go to Supercross. Um, I want to see all the riders in the pits. That way, I can yell at them, and they don't know who I am, and they run. But um, <laughs> I, I, I'm just ready to get back to normal. Yeah, no, I think it's one of those things where everybody wants to get back to normal. And, you know, like you said, you take your kids and you've told me multiple times. And I know for me, when I lived in California, Supercross was something we did every year. I think you said you haven't missed Atlanta since it's been in Atlanta. And so, like, this is yeah. the first year it's going to be like, holy crap, there's no Atlanta. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've been going to the Atlanta Supercross. Um, since the first year they had it in the Georgia Dome. Um, and I have not missed one. Even uh, I've got two years, I think, two or three years in the new stadium. Um, but it's just something as, that we've done as, as, as uh, a family. We went to Supercross every year, and um, it's something like uh, my oldest, Zane, has never missed a Supercross. Uh, the first year he went, he was literally in his mom's belly. <laughs> uh, and he's been every year since. And believe it or not, that kid got on the Jumbotron before I did in Atlanta. I don't, I don't know how he done it, um, but he has literally been on the Jumbotron at the Atlanta Supercross. That's because he that. That's because you're. That's because you're. He's a stud, and, and you're not. So they they zoom in on him. They said, yeah, no. he's just smarter. Than him. Yeah. like literally, he's a smart kid. He's just smarter than I am. Um, he, I told you that the, last time. I was like, dude, like he he catches me off guard. Like I'm like, dude, like he he surprises me sometimes. He's a little witty. Yeah, yeah. He he's slick, uh, and if he don't know, um, he's gonna ask. Uh, yeah, I have to pour on his teachers every year. That hey man, if you talk about something you don't know about, million questions coming your way. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Uh, and then you got uh, and so then you got another one that you talk about curiosity. You tell him, hey, if you jump off that couch, it's gonna hurt. And he's like, okay, well, let's see how hard it's gonna hurt or how bad it's gonna hurt, and he'll just jump. Yeah, um, the the youngest, uh, he's a little redhead, he's a little ginger. Uh, if I have one that is hardcore into racing, he will be the one. My other one, uh, he's too smart. Like, he knows things are going to go wrong, and he's not sure he wants to be in that predicament. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, my, my youngest, Axel, is, yeah, he's scary, bro. He makes me nervous. Yeah. Oh, they say the these gingers are um, a different breed. He is. There is something about him that's, He's a loose cannon or, you know, wiry. I don't know. He's that guy you see and you're just like, I don't know about that guy. That's my kid. He's that, he's that guy. <laughs> uh, he breaks nerve. He, he makes me break nervous on the, on a regular basis. Yeah. I don't want to get too far off topic, but just kind of real quick, you know, we talked about, um, those, the big classes and the big, facilities and all that so like let's say axel does get into moto um i listened to a podcast the other day and they were actually talking about this and it kind of made me think about it too you know i don't have kids but i've always just wondered you know if i was a father what approach would i would take but you know with you being a father of two you said zane you don't really see him going down that path but if axel does decide to to take up the dirt bikes and follow that and you know get some of your knowledge 
you know, what, what do you, as a father, like, what would you say is the, is the right path? Do you say six to 10, you know, ride for fun, 10 to 12, start doing big races and then 13 to 16, start, start taking it serious? Yeah, I don't, I don't like, I've rode and raced, like I've said, I, I've rode and raced my whole life. So like, I know the, the, the things that can go wrong. So I leave it completely up to my kids. Like they will always have a bike. Uh, and it will always be there if they're ready to ride. Um, I love it that much, and I want to be able to enjoy it with my kids. But, um, yeah, man, like, uh, if they start riding, like, I mean, Zane rides. He's just not that, you know what I mean, gung-ho about it. Um, but my not-even-two-year-old is already 80 miles an hour on a strider um, and loves it. Like, if you take it away, he's, you know, losing his mind. Um, so I think he'll be in, but I think, uh, initially you've got to have that fun to get the love for riding. Um, yeah. nothing like, you know, being really scared of something and you're not sure, but, um, you love it. It's all you think about. You dream about it. You read books about it. You watch it on TV. Um, but I think you've got to have that fun. Uh, to be able to overcome those those early fears that you that you get, um, so yeah, for sure you got to have those years of just fun and yeah, the balance. And you go them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like um, it can't be all gung ho all the time. Or I feel like that's when you get the um, the I'm retired at 22 years old uh, kind of stuff. Like you got to love dirt bikes and love riding dirt bikes. Yeah, um, and when you get to that you know, eight, nine-year-old, and you see something, hey, man, things are clicking here with this kid. Let's, let's maybe look at something else. And uh, maybe then you do some a little bit of facility stuff and do some traveling and some racing and, um, you know, kind of just go from there. But uh, definitely got to have a balance. They got to love it or they'll never I, – I don't – I wouldn't think they would they would be in it for the long haul. Yeah, and that's something Daniel um, Blair mentioned on a podcast I listened to. He he said it perfectly. He's using this sport to raise a really good human being. He's using the core values of our sport of the never quit attitude and the, you know, you got to grind to get what you want, the, the, to use your passion to get your goal, to not only just use it for racing but to use it in life because if you, if you quit it, something now at, at these young ages, you'll just fail – not necessarily fail, but you might just have more issues as, or regret, I should say, as you get older. Like for me, there's things that I wish I would have done different. Like when I played basketball, I wish I would have took it more serious and didn't and didn't you know give up on myself and and did it more. And I probably wouldn't be a bigger dude, and I probably would have different core values. But it's one of those things where I think, like you just said, you, they got to have fun, but you also want to implement a really strong personality and this sport not only will teach them that, but it also keeps them out of trouble. I mean, for if it wasn't for dirt bikes, who knows what I would be doing? Like, I feel like dirt bikes is one of the best things any child could have as far as growing up. It's gonna, I don't know. I could be wrong, but just for my life, I know it kept me out of a lot of trouble. Well, I agree. Like, I think dirt bikes is, like, I played stick and ball. I played baseball and, and football. And uh, I've done those sports because I had friends that done those sports. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll play. And, um, but like there's something about like racing a dirt bike, it's only you, you can only, you know, it's, it's all on you. Like when you yeah. get on the bike, when the gate drops, nobody can help you. 
um, and, and you have to do it all on your own. I, I think that just changes you as a person. Um, like in life, like, um, you know, you, you, you know, I'm a dad now, so I, I've got to make sure the house is paid, uh, the cars are paid, like, and I have to be able to do it all. Um, granted, I have my wife, she does a ton of stuff, but, um, I was just raised that way, and then the racing made it that much more, um, I don't know the word, but it, it yeah. just made it, you know, uh, bigger for me that, that, um, it just kind of overtakes. When the gate drops, yeah. Yeah. Whatever it takes, you got to do everything you can do to do your very best. And, uh, that's what I try to teach my kids. Like, whether you're playing basketball or whatever, I want 100%. Uh, or, you know, we'll just play locally or, or race locally. Um, but if you're giving me 100% and you're killing it, um, we'll go do whatever. Um, yeah. You're, you're all in if he's all in. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you're giving me everything you got, you're good. Uh, we'll do whatever you want to do. Right. Yeah. You you want to give everything to make sure your either of your sons are successful. You'll never want to hold them back. So I definitely understand that. You know, like my my dad, like we weren't um, you know wealthy growing up, and he worked two jobs when I was younger just to to kind of help me get what I got. So I really saw that growing up, and it really made me actually be like i really need to figure out what i want in life early and and accomplish my goals because i didn't want to do what he did i didn't want to work 7 30 to 6 o'clock during the week and then go saturday from 6 o'clock to 5 o'clock detailing semi trucks like that dude i've never ever um just be unthankful or or unappreciative of what he did because you know he's he did a lot and you know my mom did too you know it was one of those things for, but my mom she wasn't really into moto like my dad was um so it's just one of those things where like i got a lot of core values from from my dad and it's uh one of those things where you instill um those throughout life so i think for you having zane and axel it's going to be really cool to see what happens because like i said you you work dude i don't even know it you it's got to be at least 80 hours a week <laughs> for sure it, it's a lot uh, and like you were talking about your dad, like my, my grandpa, uh, like my grandparents raised me, but uh, he would work, um, you know, I don't know how many hours uh, running, uh, he owned a dump truck, and get out of a dump truck on a Thursday and us drive 12 hours across the country for me to go race. And uh, we'd get home on, you know, Sunday night. Uh, sometime or another, and when I got up to go to school the next day, he was already gone in the semi, you know. Um, so just stuff like that, seeing that growing up, it, it really does affect how you look at things. And uh, uh, when, when for me, like when I went, when we went to the races and when we traveled to the big races, um, I knew I had to do everything I could do to do my best um, uh, to repay him for, for everything he had done to at least get us there, you know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I did. I do wish that's probably one of my biggest regrets is I wish I would have took it more seriously. Um, but even my dad, he he wasn't into it like you know, like you're into it. Like he didn't know really what Loretta's was, and he didn't know all that. He just we had friends that raced, and I really enjoyed riding dirt bikes. So he just you know we went to dirt bikes, and that's what we did. Um, dirt bikes are cool. Yeah, dirt bikes are cool, and we were both into it, and it's just something for me and him to bond over. But it wasn't one of those things to where he was like 
you know, you need to get up and go run or you need to do this or you need to do that. Like you need to go ride. Like I never rode like during the week with my dad. I, at least I can't remember. Like we never, like he, all we did was we went racing Friday night and then went racing on the weekends. But we, like I never, he never got off work and we never went and practiced or did anything like that. I just usually went with friends. Um, yeah. So that's probably one of my biggest things is I wish I would have took it more serious as a kid, but um, that's probably one of the coolest things. Like I, when I, like I said, when I listened to that podcast with Daniel, it just makes you really think like at a younger age, if you put the dedication and have that mindset of that, don't give up attitude. It, it does carry through as you get older. And it's, it's crazy to look back now and just think. So, yeah. Um, that lose you. No, I'm here, bro. Okay. Um, but moving on a uh, little bit of, um, insight there let's see so before i let you go uh huge thanks to our sponsors scott motorsports scott goggles sports usa works connection bell ray um motion pro real quick andy favorite scott goggle i mean i'm a i'm a, i'm a prospect guy give me the good good okay prospects widest lens on the market over 50 millimeters big w uh fs film systems so check those guys out scottsports.com uh your favorite works connection product uh whole shot device yeah it's hard to beat that guy oh and we got the whole shot this past weekend using that product there you go whole shot is really good they actually private label those for some other companies as well works connection's been around since the 80s check those guys out WorksConnection.com. ryan over there is really good dudes the owner eric is just out of this world like awesome so check those guys out um favorite bellray product uh all of it they don't make it's a bad all, one out yeah it's really good uh if i had to choose one the thumper uh cody was on our show a little while back and he got me to try the thumper um actually shaggin got me to try the thumper but uh the thumper is really good the waterproof grease is really good so check those guys out bellray company on instagram and then last but last least uh motion pro those are they're the leading company in the tool market for all mechanics uh do you have a favorite motion pro tool um they're their little allen their uh t-hound allen wrench is outstanding um and back to the bell ray for just a second yeah um factory cowie we that's what we run in all of our motors that's right uh, on the that's gncc right. side yeah just saying i might uh, i may yeah, or may not have a bell ray factory engine sticker that you can only get if you know somebody yeah and he stole it from my toolbox <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said it, not me. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, I uh, I agree that Motion Pro, I never really used those things until I met uh, your toolbox and stole it out of your toolbox. <laughs> uh, so those things are actually really cool. I really, really like their tire gauges as well. They have probably the best tire gauge in the market, digital 0 to 60 PSI, um, with one of the greatest air chucks in the, in the market, in the industry. So make sure to check those guys out. Um, what else did you like? Did you have another motion pull tool that you liked before I interrupted you? Dude, I, I don't know that there there there's one I don't like. Like the all their T handle stuff there is amazing, uh, and they've got all those uh, like the uh, radiator hose puller, like yep, just all that everything they've got, uh, and they've got a lot of tools for certain things. Um, but if you do mechanicing much you'll appreciate everything they make. Yeah. I mean, they got it all guys from kill switches to pro fun. The pro funnel is actually the best thing in my garage. I love the pro funnel. 
Um, it is really good. Yeah, cables, spark plug pullers, cable lubers. I mean, check these guys out, motionpro.com. Put your year-making model in, and uh, those guys will satisfy all your needs. So huge thanks to everybody on board. Again, like I can't thank those guys enough. And then this show wouldn't be possible. Moto Spot Show would not be possible without Spot Network. Check out Spot Network TV on Instagram and on Spot Network app. But last but last not least, let's dive into the Scott subject um, presented to you by Scott Goggles. The prospect goggle, um, Andy stocks it. Um, it's the fastest selling goggle I'd say in the market. The only goggle in the USA that has over fifty millimeter wide lens. So check them out, guys. Scott Goggles. So for me, um, my Scott subject to you, Andy, I would say is working for a factory team. And seeing what you saw and doing what you did, what do you say would be your biggest surprise? Would it be getting parts? Would it be how many parts? The lack of parts? Like what? What's something? How many bikes? You know, what's something you're like? Holy shit! Like these guys have no regard of what they're doing, or holy shit, these guys are just spending so much money. <laughs> um. Honestly, a bit of both. Like, some products, you're like, um, I can't find any. Do we got it? You know what I mean? Just, some stuff you don't have, um, and you have to reuse or make things. Um, and then other stuff, there's uh, oodles and oodles and oodles of them on the truck. Uh, I mean, it just depends. Like, uh, I'm a huge, I don't use rotor bolts or rocket bolts. Uh, I don't like using them over and over and over. Um, just because you don't want a failure. Um, right. but I may or may not have bought rocket bolt and rotor bolt myself. <laughs> just <laughs> to, uh, um, just for me, just for my mindset so I could sleep at night. <laughs> right. Um, but, but yeah, just, just, uh, you know, might have, you know, three motors sitting in the truck, but not, you know, uh, not enough to do some sprockets uh, on two wheels or sprocket bolts on two wheels. Uh, and then the COVID this year, uh, sprockets got really thin. It was scary. Um, we were using, uh, at the last few rounds, we were using sprockets that had, had, had previously maybe a race or two on them. Uh, we're using rear. Um, but yeah, um, you know, some things are, uh, a plethora of and then other things it's like uh better i better keep that in my box i may have to use that again <laughs> um so yeah kind of kind of crazy um and normally on a factory team you never reuse plastic um for the most part um the first few rounds before the corona happened uh we stripped the bike and you literally leave the plastic setting out and the kids would come by and they'd be pumped and they've got uh uh, aspirin fender or a string number plate or uh, a uh, grass, um, uh radiator shroud and when they see these guys later in the week they get them to sign them yeah um, but that all that all kind of slowed way down man we uh product you know got hard to get and we had to start reusing and um there's nothing worse than getting done with a, a race and then cleaning the bike up and then peeling graphics off <laughs> yeah, and re- reapplying that stuff. Yeah, reapplying. So yeah, yeah, um, would be yeah. It's, it's just different. Yeah, and and I I guess too it's uh, it's sponsors and and stuff like that. Um, I mean, if 
um, whoever you're sponsored by, if, if they don't have it uh, or can't get it into the country to give to you, um, then you're not going to have it. Like we had some of the best sponsors in the business um, and they literally were just like, hey, we can't get any product. Um, right. Uh, but yeah, just, just silly things. Um, you know, my, like I said, might be motors sitting on the counter for days and um, but you need that random uh, bolt for whatever and there's two of them. And you're like, uh, I'm about to recap this one and uh, we'll reuse that guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, parts guy, we're uh, oh, we're getting low on these. And he's like, Andy, I know. I'm working on it. I'm working yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's, uh, the, the semi is literally like a shop almost. Yeah. Um, everything's got organized. A and, yeah. Each rider's got a pad and uh, as you take things off the truck, you ride it down and um, they try to get it reordered. But um, when the pandemic's going on, um, some stuff don't come back in stock <laughs> as quickly yeah. as you want. Um, sure. So you're, you're uh, I, I mean, we took stuff off other bikes. Um, uh, maybe a practice bike or a different race bike. Jordan done the sprint enduros as well, and um, you know we may or may not have sold some things off other other race bikes to use for a weekend and then put back on while we were waiting on parts to come in. Uh, but you wouldn't think that as a you know it being a, a factory supported team. Um, but yeah, there was some uh, hiccups along the way. But uh, all in all, man, our uh, for our team, we were uh, second, second, and third um, yeah. in the points, and uh, I'm sure everybody in Kawasaki was pumped, um, or should have been. Um, it's a pretty good season, um, and next year we won't have that Russell guy to deal with. So maybe we, maybe we can get one of them up front. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where if you're Cowie, you, you you didn't win a title, but your guys were on the podium almost every round. And then um, you're two and three in the points. Like that's more than they can say for their super or their outdoor series. Series? Oh no! Did yeah. Tomac, did Tomac get there in the points? I can't remember. Yeah, I think he did. I think okay. he snuck back in there at the end. Yeah. You get in there in the end. So yeah, I mean, I mean, apples to apples, you're good. I'd say that's a win. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we. Yeah. Well, and for me, my whole goal uh, when I signed up for this thing was um, make sure the box. Um, finished 13 rounds, and uh, for me, I had a perfect season. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. Like, because even though it might not be your fault as a mechanic, you 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 feel that guilt of if something yeah, did oh, happen sure. to the bike, you're like, oh, damn it. But it's like, no, it's out of your yeah. control. You know, a cable could have snapped or whatever. It's like, there's nothing you can do about it. But luckily for you guys, you you completed every race, you had a, a few top fives and, and a podium at the end, and I can only imagine what that felt like to get a podium at the last round. Oh yeah, it was it was uh, it was awesome, man. Uh, it's what I'd uh, hoped for all year, and uh, um, I literally, you know, told my guy thank you at the end of the rest. Um, um, you know, I'm sure he was like, "What? What are you? Why are you thanking me?" <laughs> you know, yeah. but uh, um, he gave me what I wanted for the season. He repaid me, and um, hopefully, I done a good enough job. He was. Uh, uh, he was happy all season, and um, yeah, I, I, I'm calling it a perfect season for myself. Uh, I'm sure Jordan at times wanted to do better here and there, but uh, uh, for me personally, I'm calling it a perfect season. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And um, just out of curiosity, I was wondering, you know, one of those things where, like, when motocross, 
we know the guys don't make a whole lot of money, and I'm assuming it's the way in GNCC. It's, they they make you know a, a living. They're they're comfortable, but for mechanics, it's one of those things where you guys have a bonus structure and whatnot as a mechanic. I didn't know. Is it the same GNCC? Do you guys does the rider? Do you get a bonus from the rider, or do you only get paid by the team, or like how does that work? Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, some of the mechanics have a bonus structure set up um me i was just uh straight um salary um they covered uh room and board and uh oh well um they covered the hotels and i done all the driving and stuff on my own dime um gotcha for tax purposes you know it was better for me to do that than to um yeah i would imagine you have a good cpa from when you owned your mission route yeah i actually know of person or that son may or may not be a professional motocrosser that is a cpa um um, may or may not ride for the star uh yamaha team um nate thrasher um i think that's his name oh yeah i think i've heard i think i've heard him (laughs) yeah but his his family's actually local here too and uh uh yeah his mama's a tax lady so i get to see her uh, oh, I, gar- oh, I bet the agents just love her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you know she's on point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's like 10%. Uh, okay, yeah, 10% on this, 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 and this. Not just 10 Like, she goes into the fine details. Yeah, yeah, she's slick. So I'm sure uh, contract time, they're like, oh, no, she knows. Yeah, we ain't pulling <laughs> a know? fast one on Miss Thrasher. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's fine. Um, but, yeah, yeah, they, uh, they're local here, too, and. Um, but yeah, uh, mine was just literally, um, uh, just a salary and, um, you really gotta love motorcycles to be a mechanic. Um, so, uh, yeah. I won't put a number on it, but, um, right. no, yeah, I understand. It's, not, it's not the best. You definitely gotta love it. And, uh, um, for me, it was, you know, my, my guy's local and, yeah, you got uh, the experience and you got the, the memories. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you yeah, literally sure. can tell your kids that daddy was a, mechanic for a factory rider who podiumed in the biggest off-road series in the world yeah yeah for sure so, we, I mean, uh, it's pretty cool yeah yeah we got it done and like i said he's local so i wanted to help him out and we made it work yeah that's that's awesome like i said that the sometimes the, the money is not the biggest thing it's it's the memories and the experiences that you get along the way and i think for those that that makes it worth it so it's not one of those things where you want to do it for a lifelong career, but if you can at least do it here and there and say that you've done it, it's uh, check off the old bucket list. Yeah, it was one of them when, when uh, I, I brought it to my wife, and uh, um, she broke it down like, uh, if you don't do it in six months, you'll wish you'd have done it, and you'll regret yeah. it. Um, and then if you do do it, you're probably going to wish you hadn't done it in six months. Um, um, so... Yeah, you know, we, we dove in head first and uh, went all we in. just did it, bro. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, before I let you go, um, the dealership you just you work at just got gas gas. Um, gas gas is definitely on the gas gas. Um, okay. So getting the new factory racing team with Barsha and Pierce and uh, Mosman. Do you think there will be a gas gas team in GNCC next year? Uh, they will be a gas gas team in GNCC next year. Um, 
that's one of them insider, I guess, where I'm there. Yeah, yeah. That's why uh, we have the show, a little, little behind-the-scenes insight. Um, but, yeah, if I remember correctly, um, we've got your, your KTM, you've got your Rockstar Husky, yep. uh, and then you did have the uh, Coastal Racing Husky team. Um, and from what I've heard or uh, the hearsay, um, yeah. is that the coastal will be the coastal racing gas gas team gotcha. uh, for okay. next year. Yeah. And then I heard there's supposed to be another Husky team coming next year too, which that will be interesting to see when that gets announced and, and what riders they will have. But the GNCC, um, series is getting bigger. I think I also heard a major tire sponsor is coming on board next year for GNCC. Um, so we will see how that, uh, all unfolds. And I'm really excited to see that, that, um, that segment of our sport grow because I also heard they got bought out by monster, I believe too, or, or monsters coming on board with them or something like that. So it'll, yeah. be, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that whole, um, GNCC series. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's definitely growing. Um, and it's, um, for your guys, maybe that don't go out in moto. Um, uh, you can literally go to a GNCC, uh, you sign up in the evening class, you're going to race for three plus hours, uh, and you will be on the exact same track as the factory racers. Um, they will laugh you and they will yell at you and rev their motor at you, uh, and fly by. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so there's, I don't know any other sport where you can do that. I mean, you can't, um, you know, Bob can't break out the old YZ 426 and, show up at supercross and ride with those guys but you can go to your yeah uh go to a, a gncc and literally ride with the fastest woods racers in the world yeah um but uh i don't know if you know but uh an iron man uh axel hodges was there i did uh, see that i did see under, that yeah yeah so he was under the semi with us uh super cool guy i was i was really pumped on him um but uh he was there he was stoked on it um uh, so I'm, I'm sure some of that monster stuff, they wanted him to come and, uh, promote, the, the sport a little bit. He actually raced the morning, the industry class, the, that'd be the class that me or you would race. Uh, yeah. He doesn't we know there. how to wait for 10 seconds, 10 yeah. seconds. And he was gone. Yeah, dude, he didn't wait. The dude was getting ready to say it and he saw the green flag go and he dropped the homie didn't even say 10 yeah. seconds <laughs> and Axel took yeah. off. He would go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, um, he really enjoyed it and, uh, um, so I'm sure, you know, he's in big with the monster and, uh, I'm sure they, uh, they're stoked on, uh, you know, moving forward with that. If, if they're getting in, into the sport for sure. You, you know, he owes you some copyright money or some YouTube money, right? Uh, yeah. Did you see, I mean, did you see your time. bike? Did you see your bicycle on his YouTube vlog? Yeah, that, that was my bike. And, yeah. Uh, I saw the Levo and I was like, um, I've, I've ridden that Levo before. I know that Levo. <laughs> I know yeah, he leader. went off. Uh, he headed off for track walk, uh, which we don't really do track walk. We do track bicycle ride, and uh, he was walking off. And I was like, "Hey, do you want a bike?" And uh, um, you know, he's more of a motocross or, or supercross guy. I guess he was thinking I was talking like stationary bike. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, maybe before the race." And I'm like, "No, no, no. Uh, you want a bicycle to ride to see what see the track?" Yeah, you're like, "This ain't a uh, thirty second lap time, bud. This is like a thirty yeah. minute lap time." Yeah, um, so yeah, he showed the bicycle and uh, pedaled around, and 
uh, actually on his Instagram, uh, I shot some of the videos of the, the big jump he was jumping on the motocross. Track oh yeah. And, uh, Ironman itself. Yeah. Yeah. The whips. Yeah. Yeah. He used some of the videos that I shot and, uh, but yeah, super cool guy. Um, I was really, uh, you know, with, with, uh, the people you see, um, the stars of, of, of our industry and the sport, you, you meet them and you're, you're always hoping they're going to be as cool as you think they are. And, uh, then I'd say he was he was a good dude. He was super nice and and thanked everybody literally on the team for for getting the bike ready for him. And uh, uh, I was pumped on him. Yeah. super nice guy. Yeah. yeah, I saw at the end of his video he uh, left you guys some plastics and jerseys and stuff, and I was like, that's cool. Like usually a lot of these guys will just say, all right, see you, have fun cleaning up. But it seemed like he was really uh, impressed by the program and super thankful. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, he was a good dude. He was he was kind of like a fish out of water. Uh, it was yeah, completely different than um, what he was used to, but um, yeah, he did. He did good. Um, he got second place in the industry class. Um, I think was it Keith Harrison or Henry? Yeah, Hitt? I mean, he's going to, you're going against a guy that's raced pro outdoors and pro supercross. Like you can't expect. Much. Yeah, so um, yeah, he, he killed it. He said he had never passed that many people in his entire life. Um, because I think there was almost a thousand racers on the Dude, track when his he was video, out there. So. Yeah, his video looked like downtown Nashville on sixty-five at four o'clock. <laughs> like, yeah, it was just insane. People everywhere. I saw you ran you into know, one people... dude and like fell over. I'm like, oh god, I'm so pissed. <laughs> there was so many people out there. I don't think you could have went around the track and not run over somebody. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it was pretty awesome. Um, and again, like he he was uh, he was super uh, stoked on it. He was. He was saying he was going to bring some of his buddies from uh, from Cali out to one next year, and uh, uh, hopefully we can get a whole Cali gang out there because it's a whole other world. It'd be cool. Yeah, hopefully with guys like him, more uh, sport influencers, they can you know get on board with it and tag it and share it and get more people to view it and understand it because I think that's the biggest you know misconception is people don't understand the actual GNC sport. Um, like, you know, you and I were even talking, I'm like, is, is the racing good? Like, is it on like NBC sports? Like, how do you watch it? Is it only on racer TV? And you're like, dude, like, do you know, any other race It's three hours long that can have a, you know, second gap at the end of the race. And I'm like, oh dang. So the, the races are actually pretty close. Yeah. The literally the last race, um, the lead changed, I think two or three times on the last lap and, um, first and second was you know, two seconds apart at the finish. Uh, it's insane to me that these guys can somehow race for three hours um, and still be within 10 seconds of one another at the finish. Um, and sometimes closer than that. Uh, like an Ironman, uh, Josh got, um, uh, got ahead of Stu and then Stu fell on the last lap, so it was a little, uh, a little gap there, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's pretty intense, uh, and it's three hours long. Um, I think on the second lap, my, my resting heart rate was uh, like 150 because I was sore, you know, I tore up. Like I <laughs> yeah, was so excited, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. You know, you have something else. Your guy, You and your guy also have something else that not a whole lot of people can say either. What's that? Uh, you can say that you whooped Zach Osborne's ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> we we beat him down. Yeah. Um, it was funny. Um, Zach's super nice. He's actually not he, he's not far uh, away from us as far as living uh, or growing up, anyways. Um, but uh, 
it was funny. Like uh, buddies and uh, guys would come in the shop and be like, "Oh, Zach's racing this weekend. How's he going to do it?" I'm like, "We're going to kill him." And they're like, <laughs> yeah. "What?" He did. And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, dude, if we went to Supercross, he's going to kill us." But this is our jam. This is what we do, you know. And uh, but I mean, hey, Zach run three hours and. Uh, I think he was in the top 15. Um, that's nothing to, you know. Yeah, for uh, coming off the couch. Like, I mean, not coming off yeah. the couch. Like, don't don't take the words out of context, guys. Like, when I say coming off the couch, the dude's never raced a GNCC in the last three years, I would imagine, or four. He's raced GNCC, and he's done six days in ISDE. But the last five years, I think, or I could be wrong, have been strictly motocross and supercross. So those are, you know, 10-minute main or heats and 20 minute main plus twos like now he's going to three hours and some of the worst conditions freaking who likes riding in the dust um no yeah it was a, it was bad it was a dust bowl for yeah sure. it did not look fun <laughs> it wasn't it was out there it wasn't it wasn't that fun um i, I had a case of the white lung when i left i had this cough i don't know what happened um <laughs> i'm not a smoker but uh i had inhaled a lot of white stuff at that race yeah yeah it did not look fun well, Andy, we're uh, going a little bit longer than I usually go, but I definitely appreciate the time, and I really had fun on this episode, and I think with you, I was able to get out of my comfort zone a little bit, so I appreciate you uh, getting me out of that and getting me to have some more flow and bringing episode six to our listeners of the Moto Spot Show, so thank you. We really appreciate it. Hey, there no worries. You know me, man. Anything for you, bro. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you. Um, is there anybody you'd like to thank or anything else you'd like to say before we go? Man, I, I, my wife, man, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't get to do all these cool things I get to do. And Yeah, I want to thank uh, her, too, because we're leaving for Minio's <laughs> next Friday, and I'm super thankful. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, my wife, man, she, uh, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't get to do all these cool things. She's super supportive, and uh, the whole team this year for helping me out and getting me through it, and my rider for not destroying the motorcycle every week. He, uh, Jordan, Jordan Ashburn took care of my stuff, and um he it was his bike but actually it was my bike and i just loaned it to him for the weekends and uh he took pretty good care of it for the most part yeah no for i think he did a really good job and um you know his going back to talking about our wives his wife is i you know she scares me a little bit i'm not gonna lie she's the <laughs> nicest lady I, ever but like when it comes to jordan and racing like you don't want to stand in that intense. girl's way she will kill you yeah she's yeah she's intense now so uh, but yeah Murray my she's my partner in crime at the pits um uh, when I get there she's always got me some information or if we were having an issue or anything um um if I haven't heard it on the radio she, she she's always got my back in the pits for sure that's awesome well we'll definitely let it let you go sir um where can people find you on Instagram uh it's uh Graham x442 uh um, right, perfect yeah hit me up Yes, check him out, guys. Gray MX442, and then his shop is Midstate Motorsports, both on Instagram. So check those out. Slide into his DMs. Um, if you have any questions about parts, like he said earlier in the show, he can drop ship anywhere in the country. Um, and then if you have any questions about Cowie 450s or just dirt bikes or suspension in general, he'll help out with that. Uh, and then, you know, if you have any questions for us, Moto Spot Show on Instagram, Spot Network TV. And again, huge thanks to our sponsors, Scott Goggles. Works Connection, Motion Pro, and Bell Ray. We couldn't be uh, doing the show without these guys. So thank you. Um, Andy, that's a wrap. Episode 6, we're out. All right. See you, brother. Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it, bro. Thank you. Yep.